Thanks for tuning in to this Journey Bible Church sermon podcast. Join us every week for fresh sermons from God's Word by subscribing to this podcast wherever you like to listen most. If you are looking for a church in the Kansas City metro, come check out one of our church's campuses for worship on Sundays. Now, we hope you enjoy the message. So, um, you know, when you, the preacher brings a thermos with him, you know you're in for a long sermon, so just sit back and relax. Uh, I don't know, when Colton asked me about doing this message on legacy, you know, at first I was a little, I flinched, I guess, because, you know, it can be a little uh, self-focused when you're an old guy, you know, about leaving a legacy and all that. And, and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I worked through it. And then uh, as I thought, started thinking about this and, you know, I kept coming to memories of my dad and uh, moments with him. He passed away in December of 2020, so he's been gone a year and a half or so. And I fought that for a while saying, well, that's real personal and you may not. But then I quit fighting it. And I said, no, I'm going to tell you some stories. <laughs> you know, uh, Scriptural guide us, but legacy gets carved out in life. And so I want to tell you some stories and then you'll be able to make take the principles and apply it to your own own situation but I hope it works I hope you enjoy it and uh, good man leaves an inheritance inheritance for his children's children those grandkids interesting and uh, that word for inheritance uh, legacy is really a better word Uh, it's more than money it's it is money and in our culture that's what usually what we think of but it's a lot more than that and uh, Christian father in particular has the opportunity to plant seeds within the family that uh, bless future generations. It's someone called it father power. It's uh, something God gives, bestows on us as fathers. So um, everyone leaves a legacy. Everyone. Some of them aren't very good. And some of them are amazing. And the question is then, what kind of legacy will you leave? I read a story of two families. Come on through, you bet. And uh, family one remained nameless, but it traces its ancestry back to a person who was a a criminal. And out of the 1,200 of his descendants, as the family tree uh, moved on, out of the 1,200, 400 wrecked their lives and wrecked themselves physically through drugs, alcohol, and sexual um, addictions and diseases. 310 became beggars. 130 were convicted criminals. 60 of them were thieves. Seven were murderers. And 20 learned a trade, but they learned it in prison. Another family, family number two, is the family of Jonathan Edwards. Puritan preacher from the 1700s, great preacher, and he was one of the early presidents of what is now called Princeton University. And from him came a hundred college professors, a hundred ministers, a hundred lawyers and judges, 60 doctors, 24 authors and editors, and 14 college presidents. Two families, both leaving a legacy. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? How does a father do it? you know, we're going to get pretty practical here. Um, dads, you know, this is Father's Day, so gals, you're welcome to come along for the ride. Uh, 
but I want to talk to the guys, and, uh, and you know, they can't do it without you. So um, if you don't know that, you should know that. But we're going to talk to the guys. We're going to talk to the guys today, and you gals are probably saying, great, have at him. So <laughs> someone, it, it's basic, we're going to talk about. As a, a friend of mine said, you know, this is not rocket surgery or brain science. You know, mixing the metaphors a little bit, but so what? Four uh, activities that come from character, like number one, a Christian father speaks and lives with integrity. Proverbs has a lot to say about just basic integrity. Let's this wisdom kind of wash over you. Uh, Proverbs two seven, he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. 2.21, for only the godly will live in the land, and those with integrity will remain in the land. Psalm 10, or Proverbs 10.9, people with integrity walk safely. But those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. 19.1, better the poor walking in integrity than one perversive speech who is a fool. You know, we don't disagree with any of these things, do we? This is common sense wisdom from the book of Proverbs. 27, the righteous walk in integrity. Happy are the children who follow them. 28.6, better to be poor and walk in integrity than to be crooked in one's ways even though you're rich. All right? 28.18, one who walks in integrity will be safe. But whoever follows crooked ways will fall into the pit. Just walk in integrity. It's not brain science, you know. My mom, humanly speaking, is probably the one that shaped my soul more than anyone else uh, by genetics and by her really good mothering. She was good at it. But I got my basic... I say I got my basic personality from mom, but I learned more about life and more about living from my father. Um, my dad was a carpenter. He had a small construction company, and he built and remodeled homes, did odd jobs on, on the side. I, I never saw him cutting corners to earn himself some more money using cheaper materials. He, he wouldn't do that. Uh, he let my brother and I come to work with him when we were in high school, and so we got to see firsthand how hard he worked by trying to keep up with him. And coming up short, we couldn't keep up with him. You know. um, as a result, we were introduced to a, a really good work ethic. He taught us not only how to work, but how to enjoy the accomplishment of work, to be able to look back after a good, hard day and see what you did and what you had gotten done. And, through the hottest days of summer, the coldest days of winter, we learned to push ourselves, and, and we were glad we did. And we learned to look back on a job well done and just say, yeah, we did that. That was a great gift that our dad gave us. My brother and I have talked about that and said, yeah, that, you know, that does, to this day, we benefit from what dad gave us. As he developed the construction company, um, you know, neither of us, my brother was a, school, was a school teacher and I was a pastor, neither of us picked up the mantle of the construction company. I don't think it bothered him. He had 
build his legacy into us, not into his business. And so after, as he sold off the business, I don't think, he never mentioned it. I don't think it, he really cared. I don't believe that dad set out to leave a legacy with his children. He never used those words. He never said those things. We never thought, oh, he's, he's trying to, he just did it. He just lived and, and brought us into the life that he lived. I think integrity is like that. It does, it happens indirectly. You walk with the Holy Spirit and integrity will come as a result. But if you say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to be known as a man of integrity and this is how I'm going to do it, I doubt if you will. Because that's not a good enough motivation. And somewhere along the way, usually when it's most important, you will run out of motivation. And you'll end up coming up short on that. I'm going to be known as a man of integrity. But walk in the Holy Spirit and personal relationship. And this just, integrity just comes along as a byproduct. Every work day, uh, five days a week, my dad would uh, get up in the morning earlier than the rest of the, of the house and he would, he would go out to the kitchen and he would make himself a couple cups of coffee and he would fill this thermos with that old nasty Folgers. Remember, remember yeah, some of you are old enough. It was just, you know, but every day. And then he would sit down at the table and he would uh, fill his bowl with uh, Kellogg's cornflakes and uh, get out his Bible. And he had a Bible that, uh, you know, <clears throat> the back of it was duct tape. And he never bought another Bible. He just kept marking that one up and studying it in the morning every day. And then he would come wake us up and say, you know, it's time to get up and get ready for work, boys. And uh, that was how he would begin his day every day. Here in our country for the last 30 years, there's been this, I don't know who does it, but the, the most admired men in America. And, you know, it's, or maybe it used to be presidents and uh, politicians. I don't think they're going to make it anymore. But uh, movie stars, athletes, you know, you know the folks. They used to be the ones being recognized. There was one man on that list every year for 30 years. And if you thought about it a little bit, I bet you could figure out who it was. Billy Graham. Billy Graham, you know, frankly, to be honest with you, he was an okay communicator. And I say that humbly. I don't mean, that wasn't his thing. I mean, it wasn't his biggest thing. His biggest thing was his integrity. You could trust him. And he was a good, did I say he wasn't a good communicator? I didn't mean that. He was a good communicator, but his main thing was integrity. You knew he was Billy Graham and he could be trusted. For 30 years, America said this is one of the most admired men in our country. Integrity. If you don't walk with integrity, you lose that positive strength of your leg legacy. Everybody leaves a legacy Yours won't be very good if you don't live with integrity. Number two, a Christian father lives with integrity and serves the Lord with intensity. Lots of times, you know this, young kids get asked the question. You, you've been asked, I was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up, son? You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you never hear 
kids that say, I want to grow up to be a servant. <laughs> no. I want to be a president. I want to be a celebrity. I want to be a winner. I want to be a leader. I want to be rich. No kid naturally comes to that mature perspective. And I want to, when I grow up, I want to serve. If um, we are to live a life of servanthood, God gives that to us, builds it within us. If we don't learn that at home, we're probably not going to learn it. Christian fathers who are going to leave a legacy need to model servant leadership. And what, and, and what a glorious thing it is to serve God by serving in the church, serve God by serving other people, but serve and do it with intensity. Colossians 3, Paul said it, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving, whatever you do. Proverbs 14, 22, but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. Plan serving others is good. Plan it, you'll find love and faithfulness in that. Jesus said, whoever wants to become greatest among you must be your servant in Mark chapter 10. So the Holy Spirit's challenge to us, and he builds this within us, if we allow it, is to be a servant with a heart that serves Christ in everything he does. You know, it won't be a legacy of being a servant leader if you approach the practice of serving casually. If I get around to it. Uh, if I have time, maybe I'll help somebody else. Is not going to cut it in the area of leaving a legacy of being a, a, a true servant leader, a true servant. You have to buy up the opportunities. Uh, unless you're, my, it's my experience, it's my observation, unless you're aggressive about serving the Lord, it never quite makes it up the priority list. We've got a friend who lives in Hong Kong. He's, a, he's led some, in some, you know, large corporations. He's had high positions and uh, he's taught at Wharton Business School and other places. And so he's, he's very, very smart. He's got in-laws that have a place here in Olathe. So we get to see Edwin and Claudia once in a while and they were coming through town. And I heard him, this was actually on uh, YouTube somewhere where he said, you know, you go through three stages in your life. First stage is the stage of learning. You want to learn all you can, buy up education uh, and, and be a student, soak it in. Second stage is the stage of doing. Do all you can, get active. Uh, buy up the opportunities, put yourself in position and do those things. The third stage is to take what you learned and the, experience, the knowledge from what you learned, the experience from what you did, and influence others by the things that you say and the life that you live. Help them, influence them, and be strategic in your investment of time. I thought that's good, smart. You and I need to be thankful that we're a part of a church whose pastor understands the importance of serving. And Pastor Colton gives us opportunities. Every week, you'll hear things like, we could use some help, blah, blah, blah. 
we need some volunteers to you fill in the blank. Uh, if you have some talent along these lines, come join us to do this, right? You hear it every week, almost every week. And uh, you'd better not get tired of that. <laughs> every time he says those things, you need to say a prayer. God, is this me? Is this one I should, I should put myself into? Because you need to serve with intensity. And uh, you need to, uh, you dads need to uh, exemplify this for your kids. Uh, service is an important part of passing on to the next generations, the life that is within us. Uh, if you don't take advantage of these opportunities, then something's wrong. And you need to figure it out. Why am I not hungry to serve? I'm a Christian. The Holy Spirit dwells within me. And uh, if you struggle along these lines, it's not too late to influence the next generation. Just every day is a new day. My dad, public speaking wasn't his thing. But he assumed the role of the Sunday school superintendent in our church. And that meant that he gathered the information from Sunday school classes in the first hour and then got up in front of the congregation and made a report on attendance and giving and, and uh, what was going on in the Sunday schools for, for all of the congregation to, to hear and appreciate. And I remember as a kid thinking, that's not my dad's thing. You know, I know he doesn't enjoy doing that. But he did it anyway. And he did it to the best of his ability. And it said something to me that, you know, Dad, Dad will he'll give it his best shot. And he's faithful at doing it. For years, my dad and mom led the college ministry at our church. Um, teaching wasn't really my dad's thing either. But he, he, uh, he worked at that and brought others in to supplement what he couldn't do very well. And, and I was probably in middle school as, as they were working with the college students. And we would have... Best part for me was we had parties at our house, you know. So you got this junior high kid having parties with these college, you know, heroes, stars, athletes. These were these were cool kids, college kids. One time, I had the opportunity to go to Goshen College and uh, watch a basketball game where Lyle Gaff, one of the kids of our 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 group. Uh, he was the star of the team. He, he led the league in rebounding. He was six foot seven, you know, and I'm, I'm in junior high looking up at this guy, and I'm, I'm watching him star in the basketball game, and then I get to go stay in the dorm with him that night. Oh, my goodness. I, that was amazing. I had to sleep on the floor, but that, that was fine. You know, uh, he brought us, he and a friend, I and a friend got to go with he and his roommate, stay in the dorm with them, get to know them. So, you know, every Sunday after that at, at church, I'm looking up Lyle Gaff. Hey, Lyle, this is me. You know, he knew my name and influenced me over those years because my dad and mom served. If you're going to leave a kind of legacy you want to leave with your family, you've got to serve with intensity. Number three, a third. A Christian father will not only live with integrity, serve with intensity, give with generosity. Uh, Paul said it in, in 2 Corinthians 9. 
Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. This is, these are kind of legacy terms, you know, you sow this, you're going to get this down the road. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. What a phrase. You'll be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. You give generously, you'll reap generously. It'll go generational. Uh, others will hear about it. They'll talk about it. They'll give thanks to God because of what's happening through you. I don't understand all of that. I don't understand the mystery involved in giving. But I've seen a lot of it. And I know that if you're not giving, or if you're not giving generously, or you are not enjoying the giving that you are doing, something's wrong. And you really, really need to figure it out for the sake of your family. Generosity is a big part of a Christian father's legacy. So much is caught by your practice of generosity. As I told you, I worked with, my brother and I worked with my dad. And he paid us, I think it was $4.25 an hour. I know that was a long time ago. But that wasn't a lot of money back then either. Uh, it didn't seem like it. I was working harder than I'd ever worked in my life, and I was making $4.25 an hour. Um, the skilled journeyman carpenters on Dad's crew were making a little over $7 an hour. That wasn't much. So, you know, as a high school kid, I was pretty sure I knew more about being a small business leader than my dad did. And so I had the conversation. I said, Dad, you know, it works like this. If you were to charge more to people for building their house, then you could pass on some of that profit to, like, say, your sons. That you could, you could pay us more, right? And I, Dad didn't say it. But I think he was probably thinking, I am already overpaying you. You're not worth what I'm paying you now. Why would I pay you more, you know? But at night, dad would, he called it doing the books. So he would, he'd work all day in the hot sun, he'd eat dinner, and then he would sit down at the desk and um, pay bills. Uh, write out invoices, make phone calls, set up and work for the next few days, um, uh, uh, send letters to people who hadn't paid, look like they may not going to be paying, that kind of thing. A lot of work had to be done there at night, doing the books, as Dad called it. One time, I was um, doing something. I sat down at the desk, and the checkbook was open. And uh, I just got snoopy and started looking through our, it was our personal family checkbook. And I saw there what the checks that had been written out to our church as our weekly giving. 
and I was shocked. It was so generous. I think, wow, that's a lot. And, you know, I'm a teenager, so my thoughts go to how many times I had heard when I came up with a really good idea for something that we needed to buy, I would hear the phrase, we don't have the money for that, which I always thought that meant we didn't have enough money. But what that really meant was not for that, you know. I mean, that's a stupid idea, and you don't really need that, and so we don't have the money for that, right? But it didn't, probably didn't mean we didn't have the money. And my thought was, well, you know, if you would give less to the church, we'd have the money. Our local church had built a new building, and uh, after the construction team was done and gone, there were still a lot of small things needing to be done. And Dad took his crew, of which I was a part, up to the church for a lot of days just finishing things um, and creating some furnishings and such and it took me a while but eventually I figured out that well the church he's not turning in a bill to the church I'm still getting paid and but it's coming out of his pocket to pay his crew to be up there at the church to finish these things and as a kid having not learned the grace of giving I'm thinking well I'm going to get paid <laughs> you know I've got a car to put gas in, and surely he's not expecting me to not get paid. You see where I'm coming from and where my dad was, right? I had a lot of growing to do. And I, that list could get real long as to ways I saw my dad being generous. He would, you know... He, he would loan out his tools that he used for construction. And then it'd come time for him. Now, where's that jackhammer? Who did I loan that to? Where, you know? And it was like that it drove my mom crazy. These are your professional tools. You cannot be. But that didn't stop Dad. It's pretty basic, isn't it? You live with integrity. You serve with intensity. You give with generosity. One more. You succeed with humility. A Christian father succeeds with humility. A Christian father knows that ultimately what matters is what God thinks about him. And the wisdom of Proverbs brings that to light. Listen to some of these. 1533, the fear of the Lord teaches man wisdom, and humility comes before honor. 1812, before destruction one's heart is haughty, but humility goes before honor. Reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Humility. So legacy, you know, it's not about having a street named after you or your name on a park bench or a tree planted in your honor. You know, those are nice things. But legacy runs deeper, doesn't it? Success comes to those who live with integrity simply serve with intensity, give with generosity. And so when it does, it's rooted deep in the humility that comes from God. It knows that all that we have comes from the hand of God. I didn't get any of it because of my own smarts or significance. 
Okay, so gals, you can check out for uh, for a moment. I'm gonna, it's just man to man here. You may be sitting here saying, "Okay, but I struggle with in- integrity. I struggle." Right? We all do. You may be sitting here saying, "You know, I'm, I'm probably not generous as I should be." People might look at what, they, if they look at my checkbook, they might say, eh, where's the generosity reflected in your life? All right? Money's tight, you know? You work hard for your money. Yeah? Serving God by serving others, you know, that doesn't come easy either. I'm tired when I get home at night. I I don't want to go hang drywall. I don't want to teach a thing. I don't want to work with the kids. I don't, I just. So on a scorecard, I might not be getting passing grades right now. Okay, that's fine. Not fine. You know it's not fine, but it's not too late. You are going to leave a legacy. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Leaving a legacy is a lot about living a life, all right? Leaving a legacy is about living a life. And then let me just ask you, what is most important? Honestly, as you think about it, as you, in a, in a moment of, emotional honesty what's really the most important to you and I think we would all come to very similar answers I think you would say well it's influencing my kids it is and it's impacting the next generation those things come right up to the top and so you're telling me you're wanting to leave a legacy that does that influences the next generation. I think you know how to do it. Now it's just a matter of making good choices every day. Let's pray. God, thank you for, uh, as fathers supported by mothers, you've given us a place from which we can influence the next generation and leave a legacy that lasts beyond us and influences way down the road. Help us to be good stewards of the legacy, of the life that leads to a legacy. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. This podcast was produced by Journey Bible Church in Olathe, Kansas. If you're interested in learning more about our church, visit journeybible.org. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'd appreciate a positive rating and would encourage you to share this program with a friend. Thank you for listening.